Why do I serve here at GT Church? Well, first and foremost lies in the fact that Jesus is my Savior, that He died on the cross for me, that He loves me. And I experience that love in so many ways here at GT. GT is just my family. It's just awesome. And as a follower of Christ, I can't help but serve. It's, it's part of me. It's part of what I do, what I want to do uh, as a follower of Christ. And just love serving at GT because I love being here for the children and for the families and to serve God. And it brings joy to your heart and it makes your week like practically perfect. It just sets into your schedule and just, it makes you know that you are a servant of Jesus Christ, for sure. So, uh, I loved GT from the beginning, but after getting more involved, I am actually in love with GT and the people at GT. So, um, it blesses me to know that I am serving. I hope I bless other people, but again, it's been more blessing to me than anybody else. So if you get the chance to volunteer, these are good people. Some of the best people I know, and it means I get to spend more time with them. It is like the most awesomest thing to volunteer for GT Church. You literally just walk in with a happy heart, and they have everything at your fingertips. You need nothing but a heart for God, and to love on the children, and be there for families. Like I said, I love the GT family, and you know, I get, I get a t-shirt, you know, serving with production, and um, it just gives me a lot of joy. Plus, um, I have some gifts when it comes to photography and video, and those are God-given gifts that I want to use to, to give back to my community. Well, good morning, my beautiful family. Oh, it's wonderful to see your smiling faces as always. And I'm so glad that you're here at GT Church today. And uh, this morning, um, that video is just so awesome. Just a few of the many, many volunteers that it takes for a Sunday morning to happen here at GT Church and even beyond a Sunday morning. All the volunteer small group leaders that we have and the different outreach group leaders that we have. You're all, all of those of you who volunteer are just the heart, truly the heart of GT Church. And so everybody should have gotten a card when you walked in this morning and it's about serving. And what I want you to do is I want you to just put that aside. I, that's, that's not what I, I don't want to come out this morning and talk to you about the importance of serving. What I want to do is to talk to you, just brag on our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And I pray for you very, very often. I, I pray for you several times throughout the day, my beautiful family. I pray for you. And this past week, I posted a video of, of, of me praying for you. And what I found myself praying was, is that you would have the heart and the mind of Christ. And what do I mean when I say that? What, that I want you to have a heart like Jesus. I titled my message today, The Heart of Jesus. And I wonder what, do you imagine, what is the heart of Jesus full of? I've been told I'm full of it, but I don't think they're talking about the same thing. I don't, somehow it's different, I think. Um, what do you imagine the heart of Jesus is full of? You know why we're here? Why you get up 
and get yourself ready and come to church and worship God and give and serve and, and hear a message. Why we gather together, the whole idea of us being a church is this family, is that you and me, we're progressively becoming more and more like Jesus, that our hearts and our minds are becoming more and more of a reflection of his heart and his mind. That that's the goal of our lives, is to become more and more like him. And so what do you imagine the heart of Jesus is full of? What are things that maybe break his heart? And what are things that bring him like that crazy out of your mind joy? What is the heart of Jesus full of? The desire of my heart this morning, family, is that as I brag to you about the heart of our Savior, is that you would do a heart check of your own. Our goal is that our heart would perfectly align with the heart of our beautiful Savior, Jesus. And so I want you to travel back with me in time, if you would, just in your imaginations, I, I want you to travel back with me to arguably the darkest time in the history of humanity. It's just a few days before Jesus Christ would be crucified. When our perfect Savior, who never did anything wrong, who the whole thing that, 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 that drove his life, the, the whole mission of his life was to help people, to go after people that culture said, you're not good enough and you're not worthy of love and you need to just hide out and you're the scourge of society. You see it throughout Jesus' ministry. He went after the outcasts. He went after those people who no one else wanted anything to do with. So here it is, shortly before he would be betrayed by one of his closest friends. Someone who said, oh, I'm with you, Jesus. Jesus, you're my boy. I am with you. You can, you can count on me. I'm going to follow you. It's, it's just shortly before he would be betrayed by one of his closest friends. It's shortly before he would take on the sin of the world. What do you think Jesus was doing? Knowing exactly what was waiting for him. Knowing that he was going to be beaten beyond recognition. That they would fashion a crown of thorns and wouldn't just gingerly sit it on top of his head, but would ram it on top of his head so that those long thorns would dig down into his skull. Shortly before they would take those spikes and drive them into those hands that only served. Those hands that only healed people and only served people. Before they would drive those spikes into his feet. You know, you really get to see what's truly in the heart of a person when all hell breaks loose, don't you? When everything in life is fine and all the bills are paid and everybody's healthy and, and wives and husbands and parents and, and kids, or everybody's getting along. It's a, but when 
the bottom drops out. You really get to see what's in the heart of a person, don't you? And so Jesus knows exactly what's coming. He knows that there's even going to be a point where he feels like his father has forsaken him. What do you imagine Jesus was doing in these darkest hours? What was the heart of Jesus? Recorded in John chapter 17, my beautiful family, is arguably the most beautiful prayer that anybody has ever prayed. And I want you to know this morning that I'm choked up and I'm trying to keep it together, not because I'm sad, not because, but because I'm so grateful. Are you thankful for Jesus, family? And John chapter 17 is recorded the most beautiful prayer that anyone ever prayed. Jesus is getting ready to be crucified. And he starts praying this absolutely, Ashley, this prayer, will, it breaks my heart. It will break your heart. Our Savior knowing exactly what's waiting for him he begins to pray to his father. And it's so gorgeous, you guys. And I wanted to take the, the whole entire prayer and put it in your notes, but I remember growing up, my mom and dad being pastors and then at Bible school, whenever a speaker would put like an entire chapter and they'd read it, I'd get bored and check out, so I figured you might do the same. So I just took some of the, the main ideas of this gorgeous prayer, and I hope... It's as meaningful to you as it is to me. What is the heart of Jesus? He had just spoken to his disciples and he said, you guys, I'm going away. I know all the miracles that you've seen and I know you've given up your whole life to come follow me, but I'm leaving and you're going to face a lot of problems in your life. But don't fear. Jesus said, I've overcome the world. And so he's just told them that. And it says, when Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and he said, Father, the hour has come. It's time for me to die. Glorify your son. Honor your son. Only so that your son may glorify, may honor you since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to whom all you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know who. Jesus wasn't running around saying, hey, you guys know I'm the son of God, right? You guys all need to be worshiping me. He's like, glorify me, honor me, so that everybody on this earth would know who, family? You, Father, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth. I honored you on earth. 
having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. I want to stop here and let you know that Jesus keeps referring, he keeps talking to it in the past tense. It's like he's already done. That's great news for us, family, because nothing and no one was going to change his mind. And what he does for you and what he does for me, when he looks at our lives, he sees his work in our lives as a finished work also. Amen, family. We get so focused and hung up on our sin and our mistakes, but Jesus says, even what he's done in our life has been accomplished. It's still in front of him. The cross is still in front of him, but he says, I've accomplished the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify, honor me with the highest thing. If this is all I want, Father. This is all I've ever wanted. In your own presence, with the glory I had with you before the world existed. The greatest thing, the greatest honor that I could have, Father, is I just want to come back to you. I just want to come back home. I have manifested your name to the people. What he's saying, family, is I have displayed your character. I have displayed your heart. I have dis displayed your heart, your name, to the people whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me. And they have kept your word. What we see here in Jesus' darkest hours is he's talking to his daddy. He's praying and he's, he said, I, his whole ministry, all he did, he said, I just want them to know you, Father. I just want them to know you. Several times the disciples were like, Jesus, just show us the Father. And he's like, hey, if you've seen me, you've already seen the Father. His whole ministry was about showing them the heart of God. I've said this to you before. So often we get this idea in our mind that, that God the Father is this mean tyrant just waiting for us, to, waiting to strike us down. But Jesus is in between us saying, oh no, oh no, don't hurt them, Father. That's not the idea. That's not true. Delete that from your mind. Jesus says, I came to show you how much the Father loves you. I came, the, I came to display for you the invisible, the unknowing God. I came to, that you might be able to see him and you might be able to really know him. It's not that God is just waiting to strike us down and Jesus is the only good. Jesus showed us how much the Father loves us. And so all throughout his ministry, he just kept, you need to know the Father. I'm showing you the Father. It's all about you, Father. I don't do anything. I only do what I see the Father doing. Jesus' prayer here in John 7 shows us number one, family. Jesus' heart is full of devotion to the Father. He never went around saying, oh, look here. Everybody fall on your face and we're son of God right here. He always pointed everybody to the Father. All throughout his ministry, he's like, Father, the greatest glory, the greatest honor that I could ever have So the heart of Jesus is full 
of devotion to his father. And then the focus of his prayer changes. And I want to ask you just for a moment, what's the worst thing you've ever done in your life? What's the biggest lie? What's the most damage that you've ever caused someone else in this life? It's easy for me to think about my mistakes and my failures. And what the enemy does is he, he wants to get us to focus on those things. And, and so what do you imagine in Jesus' last hours when he thought about us? Do you think, Jackie, he was so focused on all the sin that he knew we would commit focus of his prayer here changes family from his love and devotion to the father to us he says I'm praying for them I'm not praying for the world but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. Did you know this? Did you know that you are God's gift to Jesus? You. Yeah, but you don't know what I've done. Pastor Matt, I, I mess up so. You. God said, here you go, Jesus. This is the best I have. I'm giving you my best, Jesus. You. I'm not praying for the world. But I'm praying for the gifts that you've given me. They're yours. All mine are yours, Father. And all yours are mine. And I am honored. I am glorified in them. I am no longer in the world. I'm coming back to you, Father. I'm coming back. But they're still here. They're still, they have to stay. I'm coming to you. And he presses in further and he says, Holy Father, keep them. Keep them in your name. And so for all the days, family, when we feel like I'm barely hanging on, I can barely just hold on. The truth is, is it's not you holding on. Jesus makes it very, very clear here that it's God holding on to us. Amen. He says, hold on to them. Father, I'm coming back to heaven. I'm, I'm getting out of here, but, but they're still going to be here. Look after them, Father. Keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. While I was with them, I kept them. They felt like giving up, but I held on to them. I kept them in your name, which you have given me. 
I have guarded them. And not one of them has been lost except for the son of destruction, Judas. That scripture might be fulfilled. But now I'm coming back home, Father. I'm coming to you and these things I speak in the world that they may have joy fulfilled in them. I have given them your word and the world has hated them because we're not of this world. There's never going to be a time where all the atrocities that happen in the world where those of us who are following Jesus are just cool with millions of babies being aborted. There's never going to be a time where those who are following Jesus are just cool with human trafficking. Where we're okay with women being beaten within an inch of their lives. There's never going to be a day where those of us who are following Jesus Christ are couldn't give a care that there are children who will not eat today. I'm coming back to you, Father. But they're still going to be here in the world because they're not of the world. They're here, but they're not of the world, just as I am not of the world. And he says something, family. He says, but Father, I have the authority. I could say, I want them to come with me. So when I, when I raise from the dead, everybody whose faith is in me, like, like they did, we, we, all of us, let's just go to heaven now. He says, I, I don't know, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world. Because they have a job to do. He said, but Father, and I want you to see our Savior pouring out his heart to the Father for you. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, Father. But don't let them be poisoned. Don't let them lose focus. Don't let them be caught up in this toxic environment where it's black against white and white against black and Hispanic against Asian and we hate cops and we hate... Don't let them be poisoned by the evil one. He's about to be crucified. And he's pouring his heart out for us. You really find out what a person is made of when they lose everything. And here's Jesus about to pay for our sin. And you would think he would resent it. You would think he'd be like, I've done nothing wrong. They're guilty. Why do I have to suffer? They're the ones that did it. But what we see him doing is praying for the very guilty I don't know about you, 
I'm never going to get over that, you guys. I'm never going to get over that. It should have been us on the cross. And I'm never going to get over that. He's so good. He's so good to us. What is the heart of Jesus full of? Jesus' heart is full of unrelenting love for us. And you'd think he'd be focused on our mistakes and our failures. No! I love you, and I know what you're capable of, and I still am out of my mind in love with you. When are we going to get that, you guys? No, we don't deserve it. But he can't help himself. Turn to your neighbor and say, he can't help but love you. Just tell them, because sometimes we forget. He can't help himself. He just loves you so much. The heart of Jesus is full of crazy, unrelenting, always pursuing, always pursuing us. Unrelenting love. He says, I don't want you to take him out of this world. I want them to be with me so bad. Like I, I, oh my gosh, I would, but, but I don't, I don't want you to take them out of this world, but don't, don't let them be poisoned. Help them to remember who they are and whose they are. Don't let the evil one get them. But then he changes. He takes one last direction in this prayer family. And he speaks directly to our purpose. He said, I'm not praying for the world, but then he changed. He said, I do not ask only for us. So, Father, my heart is showing that I'm fully devoted to you and our mission. And my goodness, I love, love, love. But he said, I do not ask for these only but also for those who will believe in me through their word. So he prays for us, and then he goes, but then there's millions and millions of other people who don't know me, and so leave, leave them here so that they can go tell all the, the other people who don't yet know me. They need to know. And we need to tell them. That they may all be one. Just as you, Father, are in me. And I in you. That they also may be in us. So that the world may believe that you have sent me. The way we act. And the way we act when we're not here at church. And the way we treat people that get on our last nerves. The way we act when we're not here helps the world see that Jesus really is the Son of God. The glory that you have given me, did you know this? 
Father, the honor and glory that you have given me, well, I just love them so much, I just turned around and I gave it to them. <laughs> I just, I couldn't help myself. I went ahead and gave it to them that they may be one. Even as we are one, he keeps coming back to that. I in them and you and me that they may become perfectly one. Yeah, but I'm black and you're white. Yeah, but you're educated and she's not. Well, but you've got lots of money and he doesn't. Well, you've been to prison and he has you. That they would lay down all of that, I'm going to say it, crap, that doesn't matter, all of that stuff that just doesn't matter at all, and they would just be one. I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Republican. I don't care if you're an independent. That they would lay all of those things that don't amount to a hill of beans, that they would remember, that re would remember the greatest calling on their lives is to tell others who I am. That they would be one. One. Yeah, but they have more money than me. So what? They work hard for, so it doesn't matter what matters. Is there are people that we see all the time who don't know Jesus. And Jesus says, man, I really want you guys to come be with me. If you could see what I've got in store for you. But he, it's like, no, not yet, not yet, not yet. Because there's still too many people that don't know. Perfectly one. And if we behave and we live our lives like that, the world, why? So that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. And here he is. Father, I desire that also they, that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am to see the glory that you have given me because you have loved me before the foundation of the world. It's like I want them to see it. I want them to see it. One more time, turn to your neighbor and say, tell your neighbor it'll be worth it all. Tell them, tell them. They may have forgot. Say, it'll be worth it all when we see his face. Like, I really want them to be with me. I want them to see it. I want them, but not yet. Because they are the light of the world. And they need to love on their coworkers, even the ones that they don't like. And they need to be kind to their neighbor, even though they mow on my side of the stinking. It be nice to their neighbors. The pastor needs to be nice when he's behind the wheel of his car. Because we are the light of the world. So, lastly, Jesus' heart is full of true concern for the lost true concern for the lost. You saw a video of some people serving who say they love it. And I could have come out this morning and 
been like, okay, so you got a card and there's some ministries that, that we need more volunteers in. So, but what I thought I would do is show you just a quick snapshot of what the heart of Jesus is full of and ask you, what about you? Is your heart full of devotion for the Father? Is your heart full of unrelenting love for your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ? Is your heart full of true concern for the lost? And listen, if you're already serving, I want you to take that card that you were given when you walked back in. And if you'll just take that out and hand that right back to the, the, the greeter at the door. If you're already serving, thank you so very, very much. You're making a difference. But if you're not serving, rather than come out here and try to twist your arm and guilt you, which you know we're not about that here at GT Church, I want to make a statement. And it's, it's my prayer and my desire this morning that the Holy Spirit would inspire you in some way from this statement that I'm about to make to do something. One of the greatest prayers and desires of my heart for you as your pastor is this, that you wouldn't only be comfortable giving God your sin. Jesus, please take my sin, but not my money. Not my money. I'm giving you my money. You Please take all of my sin, Jesus, but not my time. I'm busy. I got one in soccer and one in dance and one in, in basketball and one in football. Jesus, please take all of my sin. I'm very comfortable giving you all of my sin. And then we end up, it's really, that's the only thing that we give Jesus. I don't want you to be like that. And so I'm asking you to do what Jesus did. Jesus said, I came to manifest, to display your heart, your character to people. And I'm asking those of you who aren't yet serving in a ministry, I'm not asking you to say, I'm all in, all right, I'm going to check this, and that means I'm all in. I'm asking you to fill out that card and choose a ministry that looks interesting to you. And all you're committing to is just that ministry leader giving you a phone call and saying, hey, I see that you, that you want to you want to display your love for Christ by serving kids or by serving food or by being a greeter or by being... I'm just going to ask you to take a moment to fill that out and just see what interests you. I don't want us to just say, here's all my sin, Jesus. That's it. Not my money. Not my time. Not my... I want us to look at the heart of Jesus and then to examine our own heart and say, Jesus, I just want a heart like yours. I want, when I examine my heart, that what I find my heart is full of is devotion for the Father. What I find that my heart is full of is true and unrelenting love for my fellow Christians. And what I find that my heart is full of is a deep, true concern. So much concern that it causes me to take action for people who don't know you. That's the prayer of my heart this morning for you. Would you bow your head and close your eyes, my beautiful family? Jesus, thank you so much for...
being our great high priest. What you're doing right now is what you did in this, in this chapter. What you're doing exactly right now, this very second, we're seeing a glimpse of what you're doing in heaven right now. The Bible is really clear that you're seated right beside your father. And what are you doing? You're calling our names. You're praying for us right now. And you know exactly what we need. So we don't have to be overly preoccupied with what we're going through because you're praying for us right now. You're praying that your strength would be made perfect in our weakness. You're praying that we would remember that you're always with us. Thank you, Jesus. We don't want to just give you our sin. We give you every area, every aspect of our life, every part of us, God. We give back to you. It's in the precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Would you stand up with me this morning, my beautiful family? Listen, if you're already serving in a ministry, please just take that card and give it back to the greeter at the door. But if not, if you're already, I hope, that, I, I pray that you'll fill that card out and then drop it off at the information center as you go out today, okay? And someone will be there to take that from you and you'll be getting a call about stepping up and serving in a ministry. If you haven't gotten your picture taken for the photo collage for the Tanzania library that we're building, make sure you get that done too, either today or over the next couple weeks. Listen, I love you from the bottom of my heart. That's my truth. And thank you for being the absolute best. Have a great day and I'll see you here next Sunday.